Hello, and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. I'm Lauren LaGrasso, and this show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life, redefine your relationship with fear by taking it out of the driver's seat, step more fully into the essence of who you are, and claim your right to have a dream and take up space. It's really a show about mental health, spirituality, creativity, and self-actualization. It's meant to help you become more like yourself. And it's my honor to do it. And this is the last episode I'm doing of the year. Originally, I wanted to come on here and do a year-end review and set some intentions for the new year. But I was really thinking about the year. And I don't know that I have the words to accurately sum up my year or anybody else's year right now because we're kind of still in the thick of whatever 2020 meant or means or will continue to mean. I'm going to share some takes that I have on it, but I don't think I'm to the end of my learning on it yet. And if you are, more power to you, but I'm not there. And I just want to say, if you're in a place where you're still trying to figure out what the F it means, if it doesn't mean anything to you, if it's just been hard, that's also okay. For me, my coping mechanism is finding a learning, finding a tool, finding meaning in my suffering and meaning in the beauty as well. So I'm still kind of in the middle of figuring out what all that was. I do have some takeaways, but I'm not fully there yet. I guess the first thing I want to share is if you're in a similar boat, we're rowing together, baby, because yeah, there's just so much to unpack. (laughs) But I do want to go over a few things. I want to talk about making lists and making lists of what you're currently doing and what you want to do and how those two things can intersect. I want to talk about growth and the pain points of growth. I want to talk about how long a year actually is. And just to give yourself a little bit of credit for the things that you have accomplished and not just accomplished, but like the things that you've survived. And then Also, something that a friend and a listener of the show, Alessa, wanted me to touch on, which is the difference between your passion and your purpose. So we'll get into all of that. Before I do, I do want to let you know that I'm doing a fun New Year's Eve show, and it will be at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on my Instagram page, at Lauren LaGrasso. Going to be singing a bunch of songs. Maybe I'll even invite some of you into the live if you're interested, make it more like a live show. But I figure we're all going to be home Might as well spend the night doing something creative that I love, sharing with you, spending time with you. And you know, it's like better than watching New Year's Rock and Eve. Why not watch a gal you know sing you the hits? If you like listening to Rihanna sing a song, think of how much more you're going to like listening to an unknown indie artist. (laughs) That was my big headline. I thought it was pretty funny. But no, seriously, I would love to share my new music with you, share some insights on the year and just some laughs. We have a lot of fun. My parents are always making a ruckus in the background and it's a good time. So definitely tune in. It's going to be at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific on at Lauren LaGrasso on Instagram. Okay, now to the content. So here's something I'm definitely going to do and... I advise you to do it too. I think that I first learned this from a mentor, but I've never actually done it. And the reason that this came up is because I realize I am so busy. I'm so busy. I do so much. But I rarely take time to think about what the result of the things that I'm doing is. 
And whether that is leading me to a place where I do feel more like myself or where I feel depleted. So this is my proposal to you. Write down a list of everything that you're currently doing. So all the things you do in your life, you know, it could be, I was going to say take your kids to school, but obviously that's mostly not happening right now. So it could be make breakfast for my family, write a song, wash a dish, go to work, quote unquote, work from home or work in person. Write down all the things you're doing and then write down all the things that you want to do in your life. Now, these can be personal and professional goals. And then you have to start drawing lines. So take the things that you're doing currently and see which of them is actually leading you to one of the things that you want to do on the other list. So it could be the thing you want to do is write a book. So then you start drawing lines on what is helping me actually go toward that goal of writing a book. And if you find that nothing on the list of things you're currently doing leads to the goal, then you probably need to strike a couple non-essential items from your list and add some items that will help you get to the write a book goal. Now, that doesn't mean you have to like sit down every day and write a book. Maybe you need to like learn to be inspired by things. Maybe that means you incorporate more time for reading. If the book is going to be about something personal, maybe you write down, I started doing the morning pages again this year, which has been such an amazing benefit to my life. Maybe you start doing the morning pages every morning. There's little ways you can start going more toward what your intention is and what your goal is. And it can be simple, but it's really humbling to realize that you're maybe working really hard, but all the things you're doing aren't actually leading you where you want to go. And I think it's really important, especially right now, especially with this year being kind of the near-death experience it's been, to reprioritize in that way and draw direct lines to see if what you're doing is leading you where you want to go. And if not, really working on making the changes so that you can see a result that is leading you somewhere. Maybe part of one of your goals is to have more free time. So that might just mean crossing things off the list and that's automatically going to lead you to more space. But that's something I'm definitely going to do at the beginning of this next year because I'm not exactly getting where I want to go. I am slowly but surely, but I know that there's a more direct route. And again, this is for both personal and professional items, but I think a lot of times I did a podcast about a lot of times we ask ourselves the same questions over and over again. Why am I not succeeding? Why am I not doing what I want to do? Why can't I find my purpose? But we don't actually look for the answers. We just spin on the question. And so I think that this method of drawing the line from what you're doing or not doing toward what you want in life is a really good way to get closer to the answer. So I advise that. And that list has a lot to do with personal growth and taking accountability for your own growth and your own goals and your own intentions. And here's something I've realized in the past year. I think I have been purposely keeping myself smaller than I want to be or that I know I'm called to be because I'm afraid of the criticism that comes on the other side of that. I'm afraid to not have everybody like me to not be looked at as good by everybody, both as a person and as an artist. And I've recently realized that if I want to expand, if I want to reach more people and affect more lives, 
I'm going to just have to be okay with the fact that not everyone's going to like me. And you know what? Most people probably will, but there's going to be that outlier somewhere down the road of somebody who might not be nice to me and might not like me. And if I want to expand and reach more good people, there might be a few baddies in the mix, but I have to be okay with that. Because if you want the good, you have to also accept some of the bad that comes with it, with expanding. And it's not just going to even be strangers. I mean, I'm sure there's people in my own life who will see what I'm doing and think, oh, God, why is she doing that? Or judge it. If we want to grow, we have to be okay with all of the things that come along with growing. The beauty and blossoming into the flower we know we are and the pain that it takes to burst out of the ground. I saw somebody recently post a sped up image of a plant from seed to flower blooming. It's violent the way a plant bursts out of the ground. It punches its head through. That doesn't feel good. Growing doesn't always feel good. And I think that's something that maybe we know, which is what keeps us from becoming the people that we know we want to be. But I want to go through the discomfort of rubbing up against all of my edges in order to become my full self. And I guess that's my intention this year is committing to being myself more of the time, even when it really hurts, and committing to asking for what I want, even if it's scary, even if it means that I'm not liked. That's okay. I'd rather, you know, it's an old, old saying, rather be liked for who I am than, wait, the other way around. <laughs> I'd rather be hated for who I am than liked for who I'm not. And I don't think anyone's going to hate me, but there's going to be some people who have some opinion that isn't positive, probably, right? At some point. I mean, you can't grow to the level that you want to grow to and not have anybody ever dislike you. Like that's not even people who like look at Oprah and Beyonce. There's people who don't like them. I don't know why I picked those two out of everyone, but I feel like Oprah and Beyonce are two very well respected artists and contributors to the world. You know, so all I'm saying is no matter how good you are, there's always going to be somebody who disagrees with you. But that's not the worst thing in the world. Even if somebody doesn't like what you're doing, it means you're making them feel something, right? The worst thing is to give somebody a lukewarm reaction about who you are. And that's what happens when we don't take risks. We get kind of a lukewarm reaction. So if you're getting hate or you're getting love, that's good. If you're if people are like flatlining when they see your work, that's when you know you've got to do something different because you're not really being true to yourself. Because when we are ourselves, when we're authentic, there is going to be a reaction to that. So yes, I encourage you as I encourage myself to commit to the growth, to commit to the pain of busting through the earth to become the flower that you are. And to some people who will walk by your beautiful blossoming flower and say, eh, not for me. Or I don't like that flower. I think that flower is ugly because there's going to be like 15 people who are going to walk by and be like, that's the most spectacular flower I've ever seen. And wow, it's giving me hope and making me feel alive and making me feel less alone. And we need to focus on those people and focus on the fact that we're a beautiful blossoming flower. So screw anyone who doesn't like it. I also want to share with you how much can happen in a year. I mean, let's look at the last year. This time last year, we weren't in quarantine. For, and I'm speaking directly to those of us in the U.S. I know I do have beautiful listeners in Australia and other places who are, God bless you, not in quarantine anymore. And we admire you and we hope to be like you. But just a year ago, COVID wasn't 
such a huge thing in most parts of the world. Now it's totally overtaken us. It's shown us how vulnerable we are in so many ways. It's made people have to stay away from their families and do unnatural things like being alone when we are such social creatures and we need each other so much. We've totally changed our way of life in one year. And I know I'm not the first person to say this, but if we could do that in that direction, what makes any of us think that we can't do that in a positive way as well, that we can't totally change our lives and alter our way of being in one year? We can. And I was looking back, you know, Facebook has you do those time hops. Five years ago, seems like not that long ago, right? I was living a completely different life five years ago. So much has happened in five years. And I'm sure if you look to your life five years ago, you've had absolutely incredible growth. Five years ago, I personally was working three jobs, not by choice, by necessity. I was doing auto shows, meaning like I traveled the country talking about Scion cars, which is a brand of Toyota. I also passed out like 100 pound boxes of kettle chips to all of Los Angeles doing a promo gig. And I was working part time as an associate producer at Sirius XM also got to be on air there. And really, I was trying to do music when I could, but I didn't have a lot of time for music because I was trying to learn everything I could about radio at the time. And so it's amazing that like since then, I've grown so much as a producer I've made my own show. I've put out four singles. I've been in People Magazine. Like, I was also in a relationship at that time. And now I've been single for a year. Like, it's it's wild. I've moved. I I moved on my own. Like, I've really become a woman. Like, the emotional growth I can't even begin to touch on because it's too deep to talk about in even a few hours been in therapy for three years, which has been such a blessing. And it's really remarkable if we look at how much we have accomplished. And it made me excited to look back at that. It also makes me emotional, you know, to think back then. I didn't know myself that well. And I I thought I knew myself really well. And I just got excited because I thought I've done so much since then, but I've grown so much since then. And I'm so proud of the woman I've become outside of any of my accomplishments. I'm actually proud of who I am. That's what this year taught me is I like myself. I love myself. And I can honestly say that I never felt that way or thought about it before this year, especially before I was alone for a good few months there. And um, I wish I could go back and tell that young woman that it's going to be okay. Because there was definitely a point in that time when I got super depressed and I felt like my life was over. I felt like I just didn't, I was so lost. And if you're in that state right now, I want you to know it really does get better. And sometimes you're just too deep in the thick of things to, to see that, that it will and can get better, but it will. And when you start putting in the work to know yourself and to love yourself, even the darkest situations can dissipate. And I can't wait to see how much more I know myself in five years. Yes, I'm excited for whatever accomplishments might be on the other side of that. But I think I've gotten closer to shedding the ego this year and to really being focused on who I am above what I do. And it's hard. It's still the thing I struggle with the most. I still certainly every day fight myself on, am I my accomplishments or am I who I am? 
I know in my heart I am who I am, but sometimes my head gets involved and and really screws up the vision there. But I think this year, more than literally any other year in my life, even my childhood, maybe I haven't felt this way since I was a little girl. I felt more connected to who I am than what I do. And I really think that's largely because I got to spend so much time with my parents this year. And my parents, you heard them last week, they love me for who I am. And they reminded me of who I am outside of anything, that I have value just for being a person. And I hope that you know that too. I know so many of us have lost so much this year. But you, again, I'm going to say matter on a base level. You create from who you are. And the reason that this podcast exists really is to help you be more yourself because we can't base a life around creativity if we don't know ourselves or love ourselves. And I really feel that in this new age of Aquarius, which we're in right now, which is exciting because I'm an Aquarius, I'm so excited about it. But in this new age, the sign of Aquarius is known to be eccentric and very much themselves and committed to just being like their full weirdo selves. And I feel like that is the time we're in and that the the other thing Aquarius is known for is being the humanitarian of really wanting to help the collective. The thing that I'm really intending on and focusing on for this next year is how can I best help the collective by being my full self? What would being my full self look like and how can I best use that to serve? Can't give away what you don't have. And when you are your true self, when you're stepping into the essence of who you are and claiming your right to take up space, you are automatically endowing other people with the right to do that for themselves. Someone is going to see you being exactly who you are and saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could be that much myself. I better step up to the, the plate and explore what that means. And then it's a ripple effect and it just keeps going and going. One person this year who really made me realize that was Caroline Stokes, who I had on my podcast. When I interviewed her, I thought, oh, this is what it looks like to fully be yourself and to see people respond to that and for them to feel less alone because they saw someone fully be themselves and then for them to want to be themselves and then for them to inspire another person to be who they are. The ripples of that just keep going and going. And so I encourage you. Wherever you're at with your journey to self, commit to it fully because you will help, you will feel so much happier, which will just be good for humanity in general. But by standing in your own truth, you are going to create ripple effects throughout the collective that will inspire others profoundly and make your work that much more beautiful and that much more breathtaking and make people connect with it, but mostly to make the world a better place through self-discovery, and self-ownership, self-mastery. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 
The final thing I want to talk about today is passion versus purpose. And again, I'm hitting on this because our amazing community member, Alessa Ray, asked me to talk about it. I do think it's an important topic to talk about. I've said it before on the show, but I don't look at your purpose as being a specific line item on a resume. When I was younger, I did. Probably even like two years ago, I would have said that. Now I look at it as something much more broad. I look at it as a thesis statement for your life. So for me, it's ever evolving. It changes pretty much every day because I know myself better and differently from day to day. And right now it is to help people feel less alone, seen, and empowered to create through using my voice my creativity, and my self-expression. Basically, I want to help people feel less alone and be more themselves and take ownership and know that they have the right to a dream through the work that I produce and through who I am. And here's a great thing about having a purpose like that that is more broad. You can be achieving your purpose while you're laying in bed. You can be achieving your purpose while you're brushing your teeth, while you're crossing the street, because it's not tied to a specific life goal. And I think this is a great way to produce self-esteem and to produce joy, because it's really specific to be like, my purpose is performing. Well, I can't be performing every minute of every day. So does that mean all the minutes of the day that I'm not performing, I'm not achieving my purpose? I guess if my purpose is performing then yeah. So I highly advise you to recalibrate your purpose from something that is super linear and set on one line item on a resume or one intention or one goal to something that is more broad that could be put throughout your entire life. (laughs) I laughed because when I moved my hand, this light went on. I have a light in my room where the light bulb keeps going out. It's not a touch light, but for some reason it will randomly go out and then turn back on and go out and turn back on. And when I said that, it just flicked back on. So maybe that was God trying to tell me, hey, you're right, baby. (laughs) But yeah, so I think it's really important to redefine your purpose from something that's super specific and linear to something that is more broad because that way you can achieve it at all moments of the day. Your passion or your passions, I think uh, most people have more than one, are any things that fit into that purpose. So for me, it would be music, podcasting, talking with other people and learning their stories, coaching, singing, writing music, producing. All these things fit into my purpose, but they are not my purpose. So your passions are the offshoots of ways you achieve your purpose. Again, that could be, I can be having, achieving my purpose in a conversation I have with my mom. I can be achieving my purpose in a show I watch that makes me feel less alone. And then I go and talk about the show and then it makes somebody else feel less alone. There's so many different ways to achieve your purpose. And those are your passions. That's how they feed into your purpose. I'd say The Office is one of my passions, the show The Office. Yeah. So again, your purpose is the thesis statement for your life. Your passion or your passions, and I do advise you have more than one because I think there's power in being a multi-passionate creative. Your passions are what help you achieve your purpose. And so I think that's it. Again, I really want to thank you for being a supporter of the show and of me by listening, by sharing the show, by 
writing me a message on Instagram, by following the the pages, by subscribing, by writing ratings and reviews. You're really helping make my dreams come true and expand the creative community. I want to grow it even more in 2020. I'm thinking of starting a Patreon page. I've got lots of little inklings of plans of things that we can do to bring the community together, grow it even more and make it more tight knit so that we can really support each other. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for seeing me, for thinking this content is valuable and for sharing it and for believing in me. And I really mean it when I say I believe in you. I do. I think that you are amazing. I brag about you all the time, especially like the people that I interact with a lot. I'm always talking to my mom like, oh my God, they're so talented. Look at this painting they did. Look at this song they wrote. Look at this new exercise that they're making like for their coaching clients. I am so in awe of all of you and your talent and your passion and your drive and just super grateful. I want you to keep going. Thank you for helping me feel less alone and for being just so wonderful. Thank you to Liz Full for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. Happy New Year. And remember, I'm doing that show on New Year's Eve, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 Pacific. It's going to be on my IG Live at Lauren LaGrasso, so definitely tune in and we'll just talk and laugh and dance and sing. I can't wait. Follow the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative. Follow me at Lauren LaGrasso and follow your heart, most importantly. I love you. I believe in you. Thank you for making my 2020 much brighter. Have a great day. Talk to you next week.